0: The following presentation was recorded live by the Jewish Ethics Institute. Do
1: you want to introduce yourself?
0: Oh, that, that, that's okay. I was just going to say that I would love to originally uh, speak after. But, you know, I'll leave it to you.
1: Thanks for saying Okay. So, um, we're going to begin with, uh, with this week's topic which is deflated footballs Um, as we know it's been in the news a lot lately um there were there were allegations um and they're stressed that so far they are allegations someone told me that today they're actually they're saying it's not true did you see that
0: no what they
1: say what they say. they said that it
0: was actually the nfl was doing an investigation why they didn't stop it right at the thing, and that stop them. There, there's actually truth that, the, uh, that there is atmospheric pressure that the balls
1: can, can deflate. I right. know Boston, it's not
0: at Denver, d- I mean, atmospheric
2: Sorry. pressure. <laughs>
0: there is, there there, and that 11 of the 12 balls were exactly the same loss of pressure.
1: On the contrary, that, means oh, that, would, that would be seem like someone specifically deflated them to a certain
0: If they're all degree. at 12 pounds and you go outside and they all come 11 and a half pounds, you, you can't get to that. I don't
1: think, anyway. Okay, let's read. Right. So, so the, uh, there are allegations. But based on those allegations, the question is, um, we're going to look at it from the ethical Jewish perspective. Um, and uh, the, again, the, the allegations are that the New England Patriots in the AFC championship game 11 of the 12 footballs that they're allowed to bring to the game mm-hmm. were deflated. Um, according to NFL rules, each team provides its own ball to use while the team is on offense. Balls must meet certain requirements and are inspected before the game to ensure that they're inflated properly. A deflated ball can provide an advantage to the offense as the ball is lighter and easier to hold. Actually, I asked my son because um, I don't know much about this, as to what to, what's better about um, deflated balls. So he's, he told me for the wide receiver, it makes the player's ability to catch the football easier. Um, and also having the ability to grab the ball and squeeze it is easier to okay, hold on to it. Ball. For the quarterback, the quarterback has a better grip on the ball. Um, the quarterback will be able to throw it better, increase the speed at which the quarterback can throw. Mm-hmm. So that's what uh, he said. So again, I don't, I don't know the, uh, the facts, um, but that's the, the, what's bothering me is actually... If both teams have that same, they're both gaining. Right, to both. So right. those, unless they're only using their balls, so I, don't, I don't understand exactly.
0: I do, each team gets to bring their own balls. No.
1: Right. First of all. Yeah, but I'm saying, <coughs> yes. so I'll when they're throwing, the they're using team. their own balls. And
0: why does It The was changed. Each team gets to bring their own balls. And what happens is, Wilson, the people that manufacture the ball, they give, let's say, let's say they give two dozen balls to each team. And that team then conditions the balls to how their quarterback likes it. And Wilson actually gives them a tool to do that. Right. So let's say there's 24 balls. They then the team does it. They whatever they do. Then they give it two hours, 15 minutes of the game. They give the rest 24 balls. The referee looks at them and picks 12 of those 24 that then go into the sack that are the game balls that each team can use. Now they're not the kicking balls, they're not the commemorative balls, they are the balls that the offense uses. So does that mean whoever is on offense the referees are pulling from that side? That is correct. So
1: therefore they're using their balls?
0: No. And the reason that this hole came to fruition is because, allegedly, because one of the defensive players on the Colts said, Hey, this ball feels squishy. Mm, I don't understand how the... Ru- okay,
1: okay. We're, we're gonna, gotta stick to the Torah. <laughs> okay, so, so uh, we're going to run out of time. So the, the, the bottom line is, the question is, um a few issues here. One is we're going to discuss it from the legal halachic pers- perspective as to did they do something wrong. question is... <laughs> Also, as far as punitive measures, um, how we should view it—is there a punitive measure that should be taken? Um, and then, of course, we have to connect it to the parsha. So we'll start with uh, parsha. Last week, last week's parsha was parsha Bo. Um, so one of the interesting things is the, as we know, there was the last three plagues took place. Um, the last of the plagues was Makat Pachorot, which is the plague of the firstborn. Where all the the verse says, and you have it here on the sheet. It says in it's in Exodus twelve verse twenty nine. It says, um, as it came to pass at midnight, Vahem Hika called God slew every um, firstborn in the land of Egypt. And from the firstborn of Pyro, Kiso sitting on his throne, at until the um, the captive Bechor, meaning the 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 firstborn who was in prison, sitting in the dungeon. So everyone was killed. So Rashi points out here, um, and then the next verse goes on to say, Vayakam Paro. Paro himself got up and he was crying. So Rashi points out that Paro himself was actually a firstborn. Um, He himself was firstborn, Rashi says. Um, And when it says, that's what it means. When it says, Hika kol b'chor, every firstborn was smitten it says "The so so that's what the Torah is pointing out the Paro himself was a firstborn so the question obviously then is, comes the obvious question so why wasn't, it says every firstborn was, was killed so why wasn't Paro killed so Rashi goes on to say that God later on by the splitting of the sea he wanted to perform more miracles and as we know the whole, at that point the whole Egyptian army was drowned including Paro um, although not everyone agrees to that I mean, later on, at the splitting of the sea. But the point was to show, um, Rashi is saying, to God wanted to show, so to speak, His power, His glory by li- letting power live through this, through the firstborn, and then dying later on, at a later point after we chased them down. Because if He would have died at this point, there wouldn't have been the miracles, the splitting of the sea. But I was thinking, um, it was there's something more to that. And we actually found someone online says this. Um, a rabbi in Florida, his name is Rabbi Josh Flug, so a colleague of mine, so he says that uh, there's something more to it, that, um, and this is relevant to, as we'll see, to the Patriots. point is, everyone's saying the Patriots should be punished, they should be taken out of the, out of the, um, what's it called, the Super Bowl, right? So there's, there's, on a simple level, there's, there's something much greater here. Paro survived the plague of the firstborn Seems like Rashi saying was to show him his defeat, so to speak. Someone many times, when someone survives, and they're defeated. so take the case of Saddam Hussein in Iraq or whatever it is, so their humiliation is worse than any punishment they can get. Mm-hmm. Okay, the fact that they survived and now they're walking around with the reputation in tatters and um, utterly defeated. So that in itself is 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 a punishment. So in a certain sense, keeping this is what I what I wanted to say. Keeping the the um, the Patriots in the World Series, and now they have this reputation. This is not the first time they were court um, or allegations of cheating. So the fact that they're going to win the World Series, but it's going to be questionable. And, and so that itself might be, um, because as we know, a lot of part of sports is fueled by social interactions, by, by um, what the fans are saying, the bragging rights and the legacies. So in that, case, in that instance, there might be better to keep, let them stay in, just as God let Paruk stay in the game. Okay, so I was thinking maybe the same thing here, there, the entire, <laughs> entire error, you know, this, this error of the patriots will be tarnished. That's one thing I was, uh, was thinking about. But in, in any case, getting to the, so that's what I put down on the bottom, um, number two here, which says, on a simple level, power remained alive so that Hashem could continue to show His glory during the splitting of the sea. This could also be viewed as part of the punishment, for Pharaoh dying during the plague of the firstborn would have been getting off too easy. Uh, to live through the plagues and walk around with the reputation that the great Peril was utterly defeated. He was exposed as a fraud. He could never walk around again with his, held, with his head held up high. Okay, so that's, that's uh, what I wanted to bring in. Maybe it
0: was a fraud. He really wasn't a firstborn.
1: No. Torah says he was. Torah says even Pharaoh on the throne was, was a firstborn. a you're not, to Torah. So now, so as far as the legal aspects um so there's the concept we, we spoke about this a few times in the past in the other context in this in this class that there's a concept besides the concept of what's known as gnevat mamon which means literally stealing money geneva is the word as we know for money for stealing mamon means money so besides the concept of stealing money which would mean um um you know outright fraud so there's a, there's always we discussed in the past in different contexts a concept known as Ginevat dat Okay, I don't know if any of you remember. Geneva, that literally means. A literal translation of those words are stealing Geneva. Again, the word Geneva, that that means the mind, mm-hmm. someone's intelligence. So there's a prohibition, as we're going to see in the Gemara, Baba Kama talks about this um, extensively, which is to literally give by deceiving one's mind, giving the false impression mentioned in the past, uh, a few weeks ago, we discussed showrooming, walking into a store, pretending you're going to buy something, so there's many applications of this Gnevatat. Okay, and and the Gemara, the Tosefta, Gemara Baba Kama quotes the Tosefta, which is the Mishnayot, so those are the Mishnayot that weren't edited in, known as the Tosefta. Gemara there, the Talmud says that there are seven types of thieves, it lists all the different types of thievery, and it says, of these, the most egregious type of thievery is the one who steals the minds of the people. Okay, so conveying this false impression um, intentionally, obviously, that's what's called, it's one of the most egregious forms of stealing. I'm not sure the reason. I don't know if I remember the reason. I'm assuming the reason is similar to what we mentioned in the past is because it's much harder to, to take that back. If you steal money, so you repent, you can return the money. You do tshuva, give the person back the money. You fraud someone out of money, you can give them back the money. When you steal someone's mind, it's very hard to, to ruin someone's reputation, change someone's the way of thinking. So that's much harder to get to get that back to its original uh, original place. So I'm assuming that's why it's probably one, considered one of the more egregious types of stealing. Okay, and the Gemara there gives, and this is ruled in the Shulchan Aruch, discusses these many cases. There's many examples of what's considered um, stealing one impression. The most uh, probable one is for a rabbi, comes up many times, it comes up for lay people too, but when you, let's say you go visit someone in the hospital, Um, we discussed this in the past, and you're really coming to visit, uh, you know, Mr. Schwartz, and you come onto the floor and then all of a sudden there's another family uh, from your congregation there, and the person says, wow, rabbi, it's amazing, you came to visit me, and you're thinking, "Ah, there's no way I would have came to visit you, really was coming for the other person. Actually, wouldn't have came probably wouldn't have came to visit you, but you give off the impression, and you you give off the impression that you came specifically to visit them. You go into their room, which is a beautiful thing. It's a mitzvah to visit the sick, Mm -hmm. but the question is, can I specifically tell you know make believe so to speak that I'm visiting him? Okay. What if
2: you were? (coughs) What if you did?
1: No. So then, so then that's something else. You know, if you would have done it anyway, so then. Again, if they're, if they're the ones that are fooling us, we're not going to get into all the details. You didn't if they're the ones that are... If they convince themselves you're visiting them, you don't have to say anything. Thank mm-hmm. Also, obviously, you don't want to embarrass them. But the point say, is, if you convey that impression, you come over and say, wow, you know, and you kiss them, and you give them the, you know, half the chocolate you brought for the other person. So that's convey. you know, oh, that's, yeah, that's where it becomes... But an okay,
2: complaint. but if you had... You're saying that this person saw you walking in the hall? I mean, yeah, you
1: didn't you know say, they were there, you did know they were there, and you and wouldn't they, have so came to know, visit okay, you know I'm And you, you would know. not have came to visit them. I'll give you another example. Even if
2: it's somebody you wouldn't visit, let's say, if, let's say, let's say you're to see you're, Mr. Schwartz, and Mr. Goldberg's in another room, you didn't know he was there, you probably would not have been visited. But the fact that you end up seeing him in the room anyway, and you're already at the hospital, and you go in, what's the big deal?
1: No, we're not saying you shouldn't go in. Listen, you're there, of course visit them. But, you, but the question is to convey the false impression. That you came specifically for them. That's that's the issue. It of course, to you should intent. visit them once you're there. It you're speaks to intent, right? Like, right. like well, of course, knows, you like should visit them. But right. you still made
2: the initiation to go in. He didn't see Goldberg. Didn't see you in the hallway. And he, but you just have to see that on the door that he's there, and then, so you walked in on your own Yes, that's fine,
1: him. that's fine, but you either... No, but
2: if he told him, him you, No, know, but the you. problem is What's if you... Difference?
1: Right, because you are telling, that's conveying a false impression. No, I slept there for you. That's, I'll give you another well, example. I
2: came in to see you in, Mr. Schwartz. Okay, I don't
1: want to get bogged down on the, on the details of this case, mm-hmm. but but the point is, I'll give you another example, uh, another classical case of Geneva that is is where the Gemara says, you, you invite someone for show. Let's say I hear, you know, Scotty's going away for the weekend. Invite him, well, yeah, right. I so I go over to him and I want to oh. score some points with him. And I say, yeah. Oh, you know, I heard right. you don't you make believe you don't know he's going away for the weekend. You say, right. Can you come to me for a Shabbat So mm-hmm. that you again you're trying to you're conveying the false impression that you really want him to come. Right. You don't want him to come. You just want to get the points as if right. as of if uh, as if you have you want him to come. Okay, so that's another uh, another classical case of Gnaivat. Where you, again it's conveying a false impression, a f- false assumption, a belief. Um, to someone else intentionally. Obviously again, if you walk into the room to visit the sick person and that wasn't your intention, wasn't you didn't try to convey to them that you only came for them. And that's fine. We're yeah. not saying there's anything wrong with visiting someone else in the hospital. You should visit them. Yeah. The question is to specifically, intentionally convey that false impression. That's where you, what we, what quote unquote, you, you're stealing their mind, so to speak. Okay. Um, so, the, so there are many other examples of Shulchan Arach discusses, let's say, opening in those days, they would open, they didn't have bottles of wine, they had barrels. So a friend comes over, you already had the, the you know, half the barrel sold to someone else, you convey that you're opening the barrel just for him. Okay, which is, that means he's a good yeah, guest. You're really? wasting a whole barrel wine just for, just for. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's, an, that's classical example. So the question is here, in this situation, how does that apply um, when you're dealing with, in our situation, uh, and this, by the way, we spoke about it actually in, the other, in our other Super Bowl class, which we're going to do again hopefully this year af- after next week, which is the commercials, I mean, many times commercials, in uh, commercials you'll have that same thing, Genevas Das, and they're showing the, the, you know, if you buy this car you're going to get the pretty woman, and you get a date with the pretty woman, that's in a certain sense, that might be considered Genevas Das. Which? Right most people don't understand that you're not going to well, That get, uh,
0: one's true. Let's no, get no, no, no.
1: No. <laughs> it depends on the car. It depends it, on the car. Usually but, but, uh, the point <laughs> is so 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 that so you have to be careful anytime you deal with business specifically where when you're doing a you're some type of salesmanship and say of course selling the product is permitted but if you're conveying a false impression about the product okay where you're saying this product is going to do unbelievable you know, it's gonna, we're not talking about fraud we're not talking about if you're saying this is X and you're selling them Y. That's literally fraud. That's stealing. We're talking about specifically when you're saying, you could be saying the truth about it, but you're conveying an impression about the product which, um, which is a false impression, okay? So that's where it gets into, um, where, where that's where it's going to be a problem of this a viola- violation of genevita. Can I? Yeah.
2: I, don't know, I know it's a little off the topic. Well, it matches what you're talking about. And I want to have the specific example to modify it with me. I sell something. I sell a product that's unique, right? Well, if I'm selling it to somebody, saying, this will definitely turn heads, if you use this to promote yourself, it's going to turn heads, is that being misleading?
1: As a scooter. As an electric scooter.
2: Well, I mean, I don't mean very big,
1: obviously. It's so very vague yeah, speed. no. So that's not, I mean, that's called puffery. That's something else. a different topic. That yeah. That's permitted. It's Meaning, it's fact. understood when you sell something, it's you're gonna you're gonna push the product. Prime. When, when you know it's understood, there's, there's a constant exaggeration when I'm, when I'm a salesman. Yeah. That's what I do. Part of your job is to sell the product. Obviously, right. you're not gonna tell them every fault, every little thing about the product. You're trying. That's called puffery. Puffery the halacha talks about is permitted because you're, you're allowed to it's understood when you're selling a product you're going to build it up right. and it's understood that you don't mean to the T every exact word yeah. but that's, so that's not a problem in, in advertising in sell, in sale, selling but here so now applying getting back to our case the patriots so the question is here when you have um, the question is here is is the player let's say and I don't know even know the names of the players who we're dealing with if they're we're assuming they have a certain skill set. So let's say how far, or how fast quarterback can throw the ball. Okay, but that skill is only coming about because of the deflation of the ball, because they're cheating in the game. They're doing something that's that's illegal, okay, in the game. So the question is, is there, is there a violation there? Of they're conveying the false impression, they have a certain skill set, which they really don't have. They have a skill set of, of throwing it, you know, 30, whatever it is, I don't know, 85 feet. Um, when they only can really technically throw it, imagine only be, be able to throw it 75 mm-hmm. feet. So is that an issue? Does that become an issue of going to ever die? Scotty doesn't like it. It's thinking. I think so. No, you conveying the false impression of what, what your skill set is.
0: Well, I'm thinking of it in a more general sense. I was thinking, I mean, I think also you have to look at a body of work. I mean, a football's a football, and by the way, they've done the tests. And you cannot tell the difference in one pound of pressure. Mm-hmm. You cannot. Two pounds, you can fifty percent of the time. Okay. You said one pound of pressure. You cannot tell the difference. Which in no this case,
1: hand. it was tell it was eleven pound. pounds, 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 instead pounds, pounds
0: instead of twelve. way? Feels or what? Or looks? Looks feels. You cannot. Tell no. The, the question different. is, way is maybe. One pound of pressure.
1: Okay. No, I'm saying does it make a difference in how it's thrown? That's the question.
0: Yeah, that's the question. The bottom line, what I'm trying to get at is. Tom Brady, the guy we're talking about, the balls we're talking about that are deflated, has a career of 11, 12, 15 years, whatever he's been in the league. He's won three Super Bowls. If they were alleging that he threw deflated balls through his entire career, then I think you might have something. But if you're saying, you say
1: in this particular in this game, particular that really wouldn't make a difference.
0: Uh, I, I, disagree with you. I mean,
1: okay, so we're not we're not debating scientific facts. Football, I don't, know, I don't know enough about that, but the, the question is let's assume that there was an issue here and throughout his career, let's, for argument's sake. So let's assume there was an issue that he was using deflated balls, which did make a difference in how the game was played. So, in that situation, what, I, what I'm what i venturing to say here is that would be a violation of this concept of conveying that false impression. You're saying he's portraying he has a certain skill as a, he's a quarterback? Correct. He's portraying his certain skills a quarterback. What's what's a quarterback, <laughs> right? And which he doesn't really have that full skill. Meaning, and the where we discussed this way back when in the past with attorneys is the is we discussed similar to the case of of, of of the steroids when you had Roger Clemens or the other players where they're taking steroids where they're portraying that they have certain skills, there are certain hitting skills. Certain batting averages, which they technically might not have, without the steroids, doesn't mean they're g- they're good play. They're not good players. Two
2: different. different yeah. You know, why? And why well, is that? Because, like because in the steroids, he's directly his contracts are based on his ability. Okay. Yeah, but if, but if he sold
1: himself when he when he went, to, he sold himself based on a certain batting average to the team. The team hired him based on a certain batting average, yeah. and he really doesn't have that batting average without That's the steroids.
2: What I'm right. So he's stealing from the team. All right, in this case, this is a more public, plus taking steroids is usually a very private affair. It's very possible that he hid it. Very difficult to hit throughout a career that he might have been using without his coaches and everybody knowing. And I think also in the sense of maybe it's not so much uh, maybe about DOS, because in this case, this game, let's just talk about this one game, not a career This one game, all right, he wasn't, he's, his career is not his. His contract is not dependent on this one game, and two.
1: Super Bowl he, might be on the on one game. Well,
2: uh, he, assuming he's already had his contract, right? and Then And two, people in the stands are not buying. Didn't buy the ticket to go see what his stats are going to be for that game. They want to see the, t- the team as a whole win. All right. Saying so as opposed
1: couple. to Roger Clemens, with people going to see. Not, people are going
2: to think team. if he had a bad game oh, or they go to you see. Know, they would go to see. They want to see him do well, but they didn't buy the tickets simply just to see him, right? right. So they so as opposed to a baseball player who might be hitting four home runs that day because of the steroids, they might go pay a ticket. You're saying when
1: it comes to, to Roger Clemens, people Roger. Have bought their tickets they, yes, just to see Roger Clemens. Right. Yes, as opposed, as opposed to no one's Tom Brady, case. no one's going.
2: Plus to see... Plus, a
1: playoff game, they're going to see the playoff game. They're not seeing. Yeah, but the point is, so let me let me come from a different angle. When you have a playoff game, you're going to see what's the entertainment value of it. The entertainment value is which is which the best team win, which is the best team. Now if this guy's cheating, if one of the teams are cheating, so the best team is, is not winning per se. Right? So I'm I can claim listen, this was there was a false impression. They're not the best team. So no you right. So it might not be the that of the particular player of Tom Brady because going to see him, right. but the question is, Is, is the, are the Patriots the best team in the league now? Yeah, no. so you can question that, because if they only won based on their deflated balls, so, right. so then do we That's That's the question. I,
0: just right? not, no, I mean, not. it's very... It, you know, there's a lot of factors in everything.
2: The bottom line... I would say, it's it is been because there is obviously getting more money going soon. Yeah, we're going yeah, to so we're mem- we're
1: gonna mem- get to that part. That's, a, mem- that's mem- not going to us us. That's a separate issue. Uh, is there fraud involved? Is there uh, a legal in my, issue involved? Is but we're it? talking about as far as conveying the false impression. They're conveying the false impression that they are the best team in the league in the AFC Championship. They won that game. But could it be in the, the, the other
0: way that they're going com- to do anything it takes to win, which doesn't necessarily make them... Uh, the worst team. It makes him one of the best team. That the coach is going to take... Ev- he, yeah,
1: put, he, puts, he puts
0: He He puts. people on the line that stretch the limit of the line. Okay, I'm going to get very technical. You have to have five linemen on the line. If you have more or less, they're different rules. Well, he does things like puts people on there and calls them ineligible receivers. Meaning the mm-hmm. only reason they're there is to deceive. Okay, so that's he, it, and he admits it, and that's part of the game. So what I'm saying is maybe mm-hmm. he, by yes, him deceiving I, is not a negative.
1: Mm-hmm. You have a pa- you it depends. So first of all, one second. Hey, point.
0: point
1: hey, point. a, a point. The point. The question is: so there's 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 deceiving, and then there's cheating. Okay, so that what you now? Yeah, you know, so what if I'm the saying is, says is you can
0: inflate your balls between. 12 pounds and 13 and a half, or 11 and a half and 13. They give you a pound and a half variance. So, if the coach is wise enough to realize that he could use 13 in Denver and 11 and a half in Houston because of atmosphere, I'm saying kudos to the coach. They've, they've, they've no, taken. They're still within the tolerance, though. That's what I'm saying. They're within the tolerance. But uh, but, no, was but outside there isn't. No, you the, you don't have I that. this one issue was outside the tolerance. Well, after the balls not had sure already been checked.
1: The allegations were made. And, it was out and the balls
0: were checked. And he gave the balls back. And then they went outside for an hour and they checked them at halftime.
1: Oh! OK, so that's so, anyway, so you see what I'm saying? So you're saying, you're saying a good coach knows how to, how to almost get to the red line, the but doesn't Eagles. cross the red line. Play the Eagles. Right. So Go to the line. You're saying that's, that's a good thing. sometimes while going to the line, step over the line. I, yeah. Okay. Okay. No. So again, so I'm not sure. Listen, you, as a sports person, you need to define. When we say this team is the best team in the league, are we saying? We, we, you, the way I always understood it is, especially if it's well, baseball more than football cause it's more of a family atmosphere. That you're assuming that everyone they're not they're not winning because of they're, they're trying to cross the line. Not winning by trying to, uh, you know, well, like run right. the wrong way. Okay. you, but know. you know what? In any, in any <laughs> they're team winning event, because they're the best team. In any team event okay.
2: all right, whether it is any sport, alright, there is th- the coach has has an influence on how that team is. Like we had, you know, University of Houston, 1983, right. so three, saying is you know, The best talent, the team might not win because their coach was an idiot.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying the, the question is, is the, the coach winning by sticking out his tongue at the other team or because they're better because he trains them better and they're better player. So the well, assumption the fall, is the team that's winning, but, but this is really, who we're getting off topic in the sense it's irrelevant. Uh, the point, the question here is um, not, w- we're going to get to actually, it's, it is relevant to have to define what they're selling as a team. <clears throat> What's the team selling? Is it, what's the entertainment value what exactly that, that does need definition So that is an important point um, but it's really more relevant the next part but let, let's read some of the questions on the back here some of the questions on the back here is is, is a franchise or an athlete um, cheating who are the potential vic- who if a, fra- if a franchise or an athlete is cheating who are the potential victims of his genevatat so where's I'm assuming here that there is a, some level of genevatat okay that he's he's portraying the wrong oppression again assuming there was cheating that took place um, because they're portraying they're the better team um, and they're not. Um, so, who's the potential victims? Is it the other players? Meaning, you're saying, let's say the quarterback is saying he's a better quarterback than the other quarterback on the team. Um, the owners of the teams or the fans? Okay, so who who's being cheated here? That's question number one. Um, all, of the the above, all the, the above. They're all being cheated. Okay, well, it depends who knew, obviously, again, who knew about it. Um, that's that's question number one. Who's the victim here? And then the other question is, who's the defendant? Do the player is it the player, the coach, the owner? Meaning, who knew about what was going on? Um, which is question number two. Hey, you know, it's meaning, we have to know who the defendant is. Um, obviously, because then it becomes it's going to switch as far as um, is it actually going to that, or is it going to be with Is there a sense of fraud here? And assuming the owners know what's going on, they're trying to put, get to the Super Bowl based on this. So. Or, or like you mentioned before.
2: Well, it, th- it depends on like I said, you is said, you wrote franchise or athlete. If the franchise is the one cheating, then I don't think the owner has any saying that. I don't think he's a defendant, okay? But I think if the player's cheating, then yeah, he could be a defendant because obviously that affects contract negotiations and everything else.
1: Okay. So we're saying when, when would the owner That's be... Okay. A- if the owner was aware, I, I would imagine to say right. well, whoever was whoever aware of it, then they're all complicit in that. Well,
0: yeah, the and then out. it goes even further, though, it because, she, I mean, you could, you could really go further. Two years ago, if he was deflating the balls and Wes Welker <coughs> caught 100 balls and then went to Denver and caught a $100 million contract, because Basically, under exactly. Brady he caught, you know, so so, so, did Welker? You know,
1: yes, we're gonna get to that. So that's a very well, good didn't point. No, he still he made a hundred million more dollars. Yes, yeah, so we're gonna talk about. So that's road. a very important point you bring up. Oh, that's, that we're gonna it get it to. Point, but I would think that Welker,
2: if he knew that he was catching his con- unless he's a total, unless he's a real scumbag. Right? That's,
0: see, that, there's too many people that catch the ball. That's well,
2: why. no, 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 no agree with point, you. But no, but on your, uh, saying unless he's a real scumbag, he's got to know personally. All right. And If he goes to Denver and he's not going to get about. a deflated ball, right? and his, his performance would be half of what it was in New England. then I think it was, unless he has no personal shame whatsoever or, or has a self-esteem issue, because you, know, you can do half your contract, you get a big contract and you perform half as well, people hate you. Right? And you got to, you know, people don't want that.
1: So, so the question is. So, so Scotty's bringing up a good point. We'll see in a second that sometimes the Geneva tag will translate into Geneva mama. Then becomes um, it becomes th- fraud because if I'm going to win the Super Bowl now, I have all these commercial uh, contracts, okay, right, and, and endorsements, and right. I'm going to be selling so Nikes now because I'm the quarterback greatest quarterback in the league. Right. So I'm going to be on the Nike commercial and making billions just in that. What if it so won't? that could be that yeah. could be Gnevis moment. So now you, you know that moves over. You know, you're moving over from the category of conveying a false impression to now actually the fact that there I'm making more money on that impression. It? So pointless. that now becomes could become that. <laughs> so I want to show you that yeah. I mean, my,
0: my question was okay. Now we're saying Tom Brady likes it. What?
1: H- how much can you blame him
0: if it were if it was to be somebody? You know, if he goes out there and throws a ball that's, that he has no control over, is it really his fault? If the coach said, okay, look, we're doing it at 11 pounds because I know he likes it, and nobody else knows, so Sorry, now okay, he's ball. the <laughs> one being deceived. He thinks he's better than he is, but the coach knows, I, I mean, anyway. no, I don't think, well, no, you're right, I wouldn't blame Brady
2: in that sense because he's on the field and he's not going to know whether this ball is too below the limit right. or in the limit.
1: He's just feeling a softball. So at that point,
2: yeah, the quarterback is exempt, I
1: would say. Exempt from did what? Not know, if he did not if know, he the did ball know. was deflated. Oh, yeah, okay. So and
0: they you not to Yeah,
1: I mean, if it was unintentional, then obviously there, there's... Then you can't Again, conveying the false impression has to be Bart, intentional.
0: Right, right. Bart oh. Simpson, the, the, uh, the equipment guy, for the last 10 years have been doing it. And if it comes down to that guy doing it, then everyone else pretty much... I mean, that, then it's a whole, then battle.
1: Like yeah, right. no, yeah. If there was no intention to mislead, and then, you know, let's say by mistake they they, they underflated all the balls, so then that, that wouldn't be a problem. You know, the question is do you take away, the, they win the World, you know, the, the Super Bowl? What happens then? But, but so, so the question then becomes so, first of all, um, moving back. So just your your example, Scotty. So I found the fascinating response from Moshe Feinstein, who addresses this. Doesn't talk about the Super Bowl. His, he was asked in, uh, in
0: the air pressure. Uh, yeah. That dude is a genius.
1: So uh, he, he says like this. So Moshe Feinstein in, in his response says like he, <coughs> he was asked by uh, I don't have the the response in front of me, but he was asked um, about in New York State. The high schools have standardized testing it's called the Regents. Okay, so in order to get a high school diploma, or you get a regents diploma, you have to pass certain standardized tests for every every course in high school. So there was uh, rumors that the yeshiva guys were cheating. They were getting actually, in my days, um, my days in high school, there was one year, New York Post published the chemistry answer key on the front page. The morning of the test. That's how prevalent it was. You can buy, you can get, you can you can buy the answers for like ten bucks. You can buy the answers on the on the street. So someone asked Rabbi Einstein about that, Um, what's the halacha? Is that a problem? Okay, surprisingly enough. So um, so he answers, and his response, he says like this. He says, in the back here, number eight, he says like this, it's translated from the Hebrew. he says, regarding your question about that which you heard, that in some yeshivot, students steal the answers to the questions on the state's final examination regions in order to deceive the state into awarding a degree recognizing satisfactory completion of the material. This is prohibited, he says, not only because it is the law of the government. So, first of all, as we know, this is a halacha called dina de machuta dina, where you're now going to violate the law of the land. As Jews, halachically, we're prohibited but it was violent the of land. So besides that but also because it was a violation of Torah law. This is not only Geneva that. so he says first of all they're conveying a false impression. You got a whatever it is a 98 on your chemistry regions and you without the answer key you would have got a 50. Okay. So that's number one. So that's Geneva that You're conveying a false impression that you were you had this knowledge but you didn't. You cheated on the test. Number two he says it is also actually theft. It's actually he calls it Gineva Mammon. You're actually stealing monetarily. Why? Because when this person when this person is seeking a job, so now you have your high school diploma or your college degree, whatever it is. You padded your resume and now you became the coach of the Patriots, which has happened, as we know, in the NFL. Also, people pad their resumes. Um, so even padding your resume in a way which will now get you the job, again, puffery is, is okay. I mean, You want to say you are you're a great salesman, whatever it is, that you can, you can put it, that's called puffery, but putting, let's say I say I went to Harvard when I went to uh, community college, I put uh, attended Harvard University, my degree, so obviously, that is fraud, okay? So what Ramosh is saying is now when you get your job based on that diploma, whether it's a high school diploma, college diploma, whatever it is, or your resume, you get that job, every time you get your paycheck, he says, he goes on to say, is also actually theft because when this person is seeking a job and his employer demands someone who satisfactorily completed his secular studies in high school, he will show his employer his high school diploma in order to, pro- to procure the job. By doing so, he will violate the prohibition of monetary theft. Since every time this guy's paying you, he's paying you on the assumption that you have this knowledge and you really don't have this knowledge. So he hired you because he wanted a Harvard grad for, for this position. And you so put that in, in your resume. Both kinds of theft. Right. So he says you're violating, first of all, Ganeva the Three things he says you violate. First of all, Dina de Malchut that the law of the law, you're violating the law of the land, which is prohibited. <coughs> Secondly, you're violating Geneva that which is you're violating, um, you're, you're conveying this false impression of who and what you are or what your knowledge is. Third of all, he's saying you, when you get the job based on that piece of paper, so now you're also stealing every time you get your paycheck. Now, obviously, if the guy, if you tell, go over to the guy and say, by the way, I cheated in 10th grade on my chemistry regents, um, just be aware of it, you still want to keep me employed, and he says, fine. So then there's, then there's no longer a problem. But assuming you don't disclose um, the fact, the way you achieved your, your diploma, or the fact that you just bought it, you know, you bought it on the street, your diploma, some people could do that, right? So, so then he's saying every time you get your paycheck, you're, you're stealing money. Because the guy's paying you, he gave you this job with that assumption that you have this degree of knowledge. And if you don't have that degree of knowledge, then you're stealing. So so going back to, so this goes back to what Scotty was saying before. So therefore now, if I win the Super Bowl, only based on the fact that I had, you know, deflated balls throughout the championship, okay, and that's why I was able to throw longer touchdowns or whatever it is, longer yardage. So then, and now, because I won the Super Bowl, I'm going to have all these new contracts the commercials and whatever it is all these um, all these endorsements and prize money so then in essence what seems to be Ramosha Feinstein saying that you'd be, that would be considered stealing all that money in other words if I'm getting paid you know a million dollars from Nike to endorse their sneakers because I was the winning quarterback and I only became the winning quarterback based on on, on my deflated ball or my steroids so then that's a problem that's, that's he says Geneva Dot and Gneva Mamu so the most
2: yeah,
1: so yeah. You think I'll continue Just thinking? Yeah, yeah. So now there's another aspect I want to point out, which is when you have in a certain situation, Geneva, that might also lead to something called what we call a mekach taout. Mekach means a sale. ta'ut means mistaken. Or ta'ut Okay, so mekatot, it's a Hebrew for mistaken sale. That means if, like you said before, your case, let's say I'm selling a product and I lie about the product. And um, misrepresent And misrepresent the product. So that, uh, obviously that's a, that's a, we have consumer protection statutes in Texas and many other states protecting it, right? If you sell someone a lemon, if you didn't disclose, you know this car has a, you know, has a problem and you didn't disclose it. Or a house, or real estate, whatever the case is. So that's called a mechatod. Meaning, the halacha is retroactively that sale is null and void automatically. If you sold something, you misrepresented the product you were selling, um, so the sale is automatically null, null and void, um, and and uh, you have to return the, the money to the to the original owner. Okay. Um, so if he, if he finds out at a later point, could be six. There's no statute of limitations. Could be <coughs> 10 years later. Once the person finds out. The is then there's a statute of limitations. Once he finds, he knows there's a defect in the product that wasn't disclosed, he's aware of it, and he still continues to use it, so then you keep, then there's no back in that case. But if he wasn't aware of it, it could be 20 years later, he finds out when you sold him the product there was a defect, on that and, he, and it wasn't disclosed, so that's called a mekkah Okay, so misrepresentation of the product, that's obviously fraud in, in the American legal system. So halacha says the same thing. It's fraud, and therefore, the, I don't know how it works in the in the Western law, but in in halacha, the the sale retroactively says batl butl kara. The sale is retroactively null and void. So the question is here: Can and as I put that on the sheet, one of the questions: um, Who are the victims? There can be. Can they get their money back on their season tickets? So if I if I come and claim, I can make a claim. Listen, I bought season tickets to the Patriots. And now I assume this guy was, because I'm watching you know, this, this quarterback, because I think he's the greatest quarterback who ever, lived, and I'm bringing my whole family here, I bought season tickets for my whole family, I've been coming every, every game, and now all of a sudden I find out this guy's a fraud. He really wasn't you know, doing that, what he was supposed to, he wasn't as skilled as he says he was. So can I claim I want my money back on my season tickets? Not only that, I want my money back on all my hot dogs, every hot dog that I bought at the game, every popcorn. Because I came, assuming i 'm joining this nice game, when I was meeting uh, when I watch uh, World wrestling on TV, when I go to a wrestling match, I know it 's a fraud, so i 'm paying for the entertainment aspect of, of watching two fat men in, in a tongue you know fight each other um, <laughs> in the thong, right okay, so okay. so that's that 's different because in that situation, I know it 's the entertainment value of it when i 'm coming to a football game, part of the entertainment is seeing. These two 400-pound men match off against each two, These two right, quarterbacks okay, okay. match off against each other. One second, let me finish my thought. And therefore, I'm paying to see who the best man is. If this guy really isn't the best man, I want my money back. It's a mecca I can go and, and ask for my money back.
0: Maybe a portion, but what happens if he got hurt? Who got hurt? What happens if he got hurt? I'm going to see the quarterback. He's the best quarterback ever, and that's why I bought my ticket, and he gets hurt. And there's nothing I can do about
1: it. Yeah, but that's part of, that's yeah, but an but assumption. That's part yeah, of the game. But I buy my ticket. So I buy my ticket. I know there's a chance the quarterback can get. And I know there's the, a the chance game. they're
0: going to lose. I know yeah, there's a chance they're not exactly. going to play well. And
1: and that's what so, I'm coming so to what see. What Who's going to play so better?
0: Not, or but but I don't think you're paying your ticket to go see one person.
1: Okay, so maybe you can get
0: baseball or should the baseballs, baseball's, baseball's well but season tickets in baseball again injuries season and stuff, that I can tell you that when Roger Clemens was playing whether he steroids or not it was sold out they were sold out cuz people went to that game to see him now the football games
1: i mean in you know, the only the after days the game got different but, but well you so got that also I meaning so, so the question is should the the team as a whole be penalized in some way right that's what you're wanting to know. Should they be as a team, right. well, not well, as individuals? No. i saying besides as a team, I'm saying, dude, do, does a does a fan have a right to to request to get his money back on those tickets sold, assuming there was that the, there was fraud taking place, assuming that that there was allegations are true. I
2: think true I don't think. Football game by mm-hmm. to see one player. I,
0: I, I, I I really right. so,
1: so that's really what it boils down to. Is you have know. to define I mean, like what is what are people coming like to the game for. You know
0: something like that, but no, you're still no, going, going to football game. You're going to see the whole outcome. Uh, maybe if you're going to see, maybe want to see a runway.
1: No, that's really the question. So it's so a good point. And I don't know the answer to this. What What are the Patriots selling when they're selling season tickets? What are they selling? What they're product are they selling? They're selling the...
0: We're
2: What product are they selling? We're a selling. It's, a, it's a, what's a false What's a false
1: impression? What's a false uh, sale meaning when they're misrepresenting okay, the product? A that's the, the question. Say, what no they, when can we define them as misrepresenting the product? So you need to define the product and then okay. define the misrepresentation.
2: Sell, you say you're selling the team. You're going to see the team. But the team's great because the quarterback's cheating. <laughs> All right. right. Granted, he's only going to field half the game. Right. So <laughs> that's right. that's a question
1: by steroids, also, because even Roger Clemens, the question is even without the steroids, he still would have been batting. You know, he would have been not as good, but, no, but a little well, less. Sell, okay, so you can make the, the same argument there. They're coming to see Roger Clemens. He's a great player in either way. Listen, know. I can't no, uh, do if half wants, his batting if average. Steroids
2: made him who he is. Then no, your people buy tickets to see a pitcher. When Michael sees the guy, here, okay. Same game.
1: debate. Again, it's defining what product is the Astros selling when they're selling season tickets. What the product is no, selling. Well,
2: like. Season tickets, I think, are different than single tickets. Season tickets is a different situation, I think, than buying why? they guy.
1: Why? What's the difference? I'm buying because, a ticket to see player. It's
2: more likely that a person X. is going to buy a, a, a ticket for one game to see somebody more, see somebody specific.
1: I think on the contrary. And you know what I'm, I'm t- telling my kids, look, we have this awesome, we have this Roger Clemens on our team, let's buy, I would never buy a tickets. Okay, if Roger wasn't on the team. What a,
2: okay, what about somebody who wouldn't buy a ticket to see the home team, but buys a single ticket to see the away team, because they got
0: somebody who's, okay. and, that, and, it, and, it's, and it's cheating. And that's well okay, I mean. so in this case, uh, okay, in your football case, let's take football, not baseball. In your football case, to go see the game, if I'm a Patriots fan, I want less ball, air in the ball. I want to see them do better. Because that's what I'm going. I'm going to see my Patriots. Oh, okay, they, so, they so, so don't to me... You to see be so okay, disqualified.
1: You I don't mean. want to see them be committing fraud and being disqualified well, every day. Well, they get day. disqualified.
2: And I think everybody has a case for it. Right. That's what, and, if the league says, okay, okay they, then I'll take away the so win. I mean, that would be,
1: well, that's but what happened I'm with Roger Clemens. I saw him win. They still I mean, they, won. He was convicted. Some of them were convicted.
2: Even though they came for that point. That was outside the game of football, though.
1: No, no matter what convicted well, for, for steroids. All the steroid guy. Steroids, yeah. Well, so the point is, play, you, so you no, get the point. So every everybody su- was holding.
0: Su- somebody, somebody, su- you know. somebody did sue a team. I think somebody
2: did sue a team because it's some of the players that had steroids. They had so, so I just want to tell you, we, we discussed, discussed this. this. There was a lawsuit about that. We
1: discussed Elliot Sin, who's a local lawyer in, in Houston, Texas. Uh, he's not on steroids, but he actually uh-huh. tried... So at one point he got all excited he yeah, wanted he tried he wanted filing a class to action lawsuit against the Astros he, he emailed various attorneys in town including Rackard Rosen mm-hmm. um, and he tried to get them all on board to, to file a class action lawsuit against the Astros um, he at, at the, the time what?
0: you wanted to call Clemens
1: Clemens so uh, but at the end of the day they, no one a lot of the big attorneys in town are, are all uh, fans and they didn't want to ruined <laughs> their reputation with the Astros, right. <laughs> so yeah. they were scared to, yeah, they, to they, go. Yeah, yeah my
2: claim was a right.
1: Right. So plus the question would be getting a judge <laughs> to really accept the, the claim, but the point is so so. Again, it's dependent on the facts, but there is potential here for um, to be to be considered real fraud. So We're out of time. I want to end off with one last thing, which is this uh, is actually an article, not my own. This is my, my own piece. It's an article on H dot com. Um, this morning, my wife showed to me, which discusses um, this concept of uh, meaning that we live in a society today where we're you know it's like you 're saying in a certain sense, we encourage our kids you know to do everything thing the competition is so fierce, you know even on these little league teams, It's like do everything to see, we're enc- encouraging our kids to cheat in a certain sense um, um, to win the game so that 's one aspect which is you know like you 're saying people are happy, my team. Wins the championship yeah. through cheating? I'm not, not going to be upset about that, right? So, so it's become rampant in high schools, colleges across the country where cheating has become, um, in a certain sense, rampant. Um, so, that, you know, with the whatever, with the draft picks, whatever it is, there's a lot of ways to win by not by not winning by cutting corners. So the question is here, and, and it's interesting, even in this case, where you saw what's going on with the Patriots. Very few people call them out for what it is. Well, no one said they're cheating. If assuming again, assuming the allegations are true, we don't know yet. But assuming the allegations are true, we gotta we gotta come out as a society and say they're cheating. Um, you know, if assuming again, if they're definitely cheating, it's something that I think needs to be said just for our children's sake to show that if someone cheats, they need to be there. Has to be punitive measures. They have to be disqualified. Whatever the case is, something to be done to show that all you know, competition. Is not all that important. We need to vote uh, to show where we stand as far as cheating is concerned. Yes. So you're saying that from the tour perspective, probably, if it's shown to be the case, and there should be some repercussions, yes, sure, to the team. Um, you know, <coughs> we shouldn't call no the problem. Is we're all, the fee, you know, ESPN. They're all using euphemisms as to, oh, you know, well, like you're saying, wasn't well, really cheating. It's just oh, it's the pressure. Is that really cheating? No, well, let's call spade paid. spade. paid. Mm-hmm. If if their intention was to cheat. So to they, gain mm-hmm. a
0: competitive advantage. Yeah, that right, so that's cheapy. that's
1: a nice euphemism, yeah. of know yeah, exactly. Well, the goal was to gain a competitive advantage. Every yes, ball,
0: though, <laughs> was deflated, right? All of their balls were deflated. Eleven of the twelve. So they, so it seems as though it was they intentional. Deflated hundred percent consistent. They were the same. The same Eleven right? of the twelve were exactly the same. Exactly. You you see, that tools. goes to ten. measuring it? tools, uh, measuring <coughs> tools. Mine's different than anyone else's. Okay. The thing is, when no, the no. referee did it, it was at 12 and a half or whatever it was. <laughs> and at halftime, 11 of the 12 balls, which are outside in the cold environment, were then a little less.
1: So, okay. that go to a 10, just a 12. So, yeah. so we're going to call in a class. I don't know the class. We don't know all the answers yet. We have a reporter on the phone here from. You want to identify yourself?
0: Sure, this is Al uh, Cutler in a very snowy Baltimore, Maryland state, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm writing an article on the um, with Super Bowl with the, with the hook being the controversy over the, you know, the, the sold to play business and what the uh, opportunity is really to discuss um, ethics and sportsmanship in sports through a Jew- Jewish prism, basically, and that's why when I found out that the rabbi was heading to class today, uh, in the course of my own looking into the issue, I found out that he was heading to class, and I thought this is a perfect opportunity to, you know, sort of listen in and, and, and actually, I, I very much welcome the chance to maybe speak to one or two of you after um, uh, people who maybe are particularly impressed by this um, topic as a way of, um, you know, thinking more about the, the Jewish view of, of ethics, even in the sports field, which we don't really
2: we got two hardcore Texans grew up with
1: people, so. right, They, yeah, they want to speak to you, but they say they have a fee. <laughs> They're saying they have a fee. I'll go for free, I'm Okay, one guy says I'll do it for free. <laughs> I'm sorry? They say they have a fee for talking to you, but they'll. they'll. But one guy says I'll do it for free. Why he won't you won't charge. We'll <laughs> By the way, one other aspect, though, which I, we did not mention, which is the whole question of contact sports in general, which is a whole different. Issue halachically, if uh, there's many studies that say that, uh, that uh, as we know, I think some like nine out of ten football players that were studied had um, permanent brain uh, damage. Yeah. So that's a whole different question when you're dealing uh, in ethics, when you're dealing with contact sports, um, boxing or football, whatever they may be, hockey these days, um, where, where is it, is a, uh, a Jew allowed to risk his life, so to speak? to uh, earn a livelihood. That's a whole different question.
2: That's it's a fascinating
1: question. question. Maybe we'll do a different class on that. But that's something uh, you might want to talk about also. So, so come over. Uh, so come over, come uh. oh. so, Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna introduce you. We have here uh, fellow named Brian Thumb. Hello. Hello, sorry, what's the name? Brian.
2: Brian, okay, what, what, what's your last name, Brian? Thumb,
0: T-H-U-M. E. Okay,
2: is there a number that I can reach you at
0: later today?
2: Yeah, 281. Is
0: that your uh, cellular
2: number? Yes, yes. Okay, perfect. And, uh, sorry, do you have an email address as well? Yeah, it's uh, Brian, uh, excuse me, uh, B-R-I-T-M-
0: project from the Jewish Ethics Institute. For a complete selection of our lectures, please visit our website at j-ethics.org. Shalom.